Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Hello, everyone. This is Kevin Dobbs, Senior Markets Editor with NGI. Welcome to the Hub & Flow Podcast. Here with me today is Tom Saul, a veteran natural gas trader and Senior Vice President of Energy at StoneX Financial. We're going to discuss storage, production, speculators, weather demand, LNG, and more, and the price outlook for the coming months. Welcome, Tom. Hello, Kevin. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks again for doing this. Uh, You're a well-known name in the industry and, and to our listeners, but... Just for anyone new, could you give us a quick review about what you do and your background in the industry? I'm a uh, you know, natural gas commodities broker. We provide hedging strategies to customers. But I've been in the industry since 1983. Uh, I first went to work for an oil and gas company in Houston. And uh, in 1991, I went to work for uh, Merrill Lynch, and that's when I got into the uh, financial services industry. You know, currently, I've been working for uh, StoneX Financial since 2010. Great, great. So great background for, uh, for our conversation today. Just for our listeners' sake, we're speaking on Thursday, December 7th, shortly after the Energy Information Administration Storage Report. Yeah, I printed a 117 BCF withdrawal for the weekend of December 1st. Yet inventories remain 7% above the five-year average for this time of year. Record production in November that topped 106 BCF per day, combined with mostly benign weather through the fall, accounts for much of the difference. But curious your thoughts, Tom, on the latest print and what it tells us about the state of supply and demand. Well, the, we're talking about the report today, uh, minus 17, mm-hmm. uh, 117, and then the industry was looking for about uh, 105 or so. So the, the number was a little larger than expected, so you, you think it would be a little friendlier, and it's trying to bounce a little bit here. But when the numbers first come out, there's always a little bit of uh, price movement accordingly, uh, up and down. Speculators try to you know, make, make some money off that. And uh, they, they do play a role in the prices. But the level of, of amount of gas and storage is pretty high. Like you mentioned, that plus their supply situation uh, is healthy. So, or the other production. So, you know, the prices have kind of drifted down to these uh, fairly low levels. Okay. Okay. So, you mentioned the speculators that, that there's been, you know, that off and on impact or sort of ongoing impact. Prices have been somewhat subdued throughout the, the past several weeks. Maybe you can just talk a little bit about speculator activity, you know, over the course of the fall months and into the start of winter. Well, when I first got into the industry, financial services industry in 1991, I, my curiosity was uh, who's putting on all those trades uh, or showing up on the screen that I'm looking at and how is that working into the price formations? So what I discovered was that all the open positions on any given Tuesday are recorded by the the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and then released on Saturday. So we could maybe have a record of uh, the types of people who are holding open positions. Mm-hmm. And they, they delineate between the 
the, the groups uh, between speculators and commercial hedgers. And so I've been tracking that information all the way through. So to the current levels we see it today. And historically, the speculator uh, over the last few years have averaged about 50% of the open positions. And I uh, calculate them. And that's pretty remarkable. That's pretty, that's pretty heavy because yeah. uh, remember, the speculator has no offsetting physical position. A hedger, commercial hedger who's buying gas, who want to do some hedging or a producer who's selling gas wants to do some hedging. They're putting trades on to uh, protect the uh, value of their assets or uh, cost of, uh, of their cost. So hedgers or speculators are just in, into it for uh, you know, uh, uh, vertical price moves. Okay. Okay. Interesting. So, um, in terms of fundamental drivers, we haven't seen a lot of, of strong weather demand. Of course, a few few spots of cold in late October and, and parts of the country here in November into early December. But overall, relatively mild. Uh, a lot of forecasters predicting an El Nino-like winter, given the El Nino conditions, which which tends to mean somewhat milder conditions in the north. Maybe you could just talk a little bit about your own expectations for weather-driven demand and, and where we are on, on sort of the fundamental side of things in the demand in terms of demand. Well, the winter months uh, historically have been the uh, the Super Bowl of natural gas, meaning the expectation about what kind of weather, winter weather we're going to have is a big, is a big factor uh, all the way through the summer and, and into the fall. Mm-hmm. And so uh, depending on when the weather comes, uh, cold weather, it's come early, it's come in the middle of the winter or late in the winter. Right. Uh, as, a, as a big to-do about uh, about the potential on prices. Right. Uh, you mentioned the uh, early cold front. You saw the reaction to uh, the market that reacted pretty healthy, pretty, pretty, pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And then here, uh, past uh, month or so, uh, we haven't had any, hardly any kind of cold weather, and the uh, prices uh, dropped pretty good. How I try to look at the market is the market is tra- trending lower like it is now. The speculators are are the main drivers to push it lower. They're the sellers. Mm-hmm. And, and if you look at the commitment of traders report data, it, it, it confirms that they've been the ones doing the selling. Mm-hmm. So when prices are going lower, somebody's got to sell it. Mm-hmm. It could be producers who are naturally hedging, but on the other hand, it's more likely speculators. And you can look at the data to uh, to show the uh, that that's the case. Okay. Okay, interesting. All right. The production levels, as healthy as they are, can't be a big help in terms of if you're a price bull, though, given the production reached record levels in, in November and is still holding strong here in December. Just your thoughts on why you think the, the production levels are so strong, just given relatively light demand? Well, the production levels are, 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 are how well the producers are being able to go out and, and uh, drill and find oil. And the new technologies with shale has been remarkable, and it's showing they can do it even even at the, you know uh, relatively low prices. Now these prices we're seeing right now are kind of on the low side, but the prices have been lower uh, for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So with the, even with those prices at that level, they're still able to find uh, new gas. I think some of it has to do with uh, associated gas with crude oil. Right. So crude oil, uh, and especially in the Permian and other areas, yep. uh, allowing them to produce, more, you know, find more oil and, and, and get the associated gas. So that's mm-hmm. probably the source of it. Yeah, right. But in pricing, it's important to realize that, and I want to go back to this current move, is, is that the, the speculators selling uh, 
is all fine and dandy, but in order for speculators to make a profit on a trade, they got to buy it back if they're, if they're short. Right. So this uh, uh, selling is going to create some buying eventually. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And then on, also on the demand side, long-term demand, I mean, decent near-term demand, but even expectations for even stronger demand long-term is the LNG export activity with uh, some new facilities coming online uh, as soon as the second half of next year. And do you expect that to be a big factor in, in terms of prices in 2024? Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's been a big factor. And but it's, you can see that the, uh, it's the balance between the increase in production uh, and now we're going to have, you know, with the, with the increased export gas at LNG facilities, yeah, it's uh, balanced. It's mm-hmm. gonna, and the new production, it, it better can keep up or prices are going to get a lot stronger. Right. Okay. Okay. So that that's significant of a demand in, in probably over several years. Yes. And because of, you know, the futures market being a forward market, you're going to see some reflection of that in the uh, in the pricing, especially in the, in the out years. Right, right. Uh, the out years now are priced higher than the current years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So beyond LNG, longer term and, and thinking you know, years out here, uh, do, do you see any key catalysts or bearish factors that for prices that you're keeping an eye on or might be looking for in, in the coming years? Well, the biggest bearish factor, of course, is production, mm-hmm. and then of course lack of lack of weather demand. Uh, it would be two uh, for the for the bearishness, right. and then three uh, it, it, to pile on is the speculator selling. Yeah, but the production could taper off, and we can people could be wrong about the weather, and the cold weather comes back in. You know, there's still still the polar vortex folks out there. To talk about uh, one of those coming down, and you know, the, the, the United States pretty cold. And you can see in the data with the withdrawal this week of 117. I mean, if it gets cold, people, you know, you're going to pull a lot of gas out. So uh, even though we've got a lot, lot in storage now, it, it could it could be depleted, you know, with cold weather like it normally could in the wintertime. Right. Okay. Okay. So now and then you have the speculators buying back their short position. Mm-hmm. So it could be an interesting winter yet. Yes. Okay. Well, fantastic. Uh, Tom, uh, any, any final thoughts? The hallmark of, of natural gas right now is uh, statistics that a lot of people in the industry look at. is It's the uh, applied volatility of the market. And the applied volatility of natural gas right now is around 60%. That's pretty high. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, you know, a year ago when prices were uh, uh, escalating up to $10, the implied volatility was uh, jumping up to almost uh, almost uh, 100% or higher. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Now, if we go back before uh, the, uh, the run-up, say, you know, a few years ago when prices were a lot dosseler and lower, the implied volatility ranged from about 25 to 50%. Wow. So... Here, here, prices are perceived to be lower. Well, they are lower, but perceived to be less docile. But they're really not. They're still pretty volatile, mm-hmm. which means uh, if prices could could go uh, still go a lot higher or lower. Right. Okay. Good points. Good. Good. All right. Well, I appreciate it, Tom. And with that, allow me to wrap up by noting that NGI presents this podcast to help our subscribers make more informed business decisions about markets and developments and news that drive them. To read our coverage and more, please visit and subscribe to NGI at naturalgasintelligence.com.
Thanks again, Tom. Thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or bid-week pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.